It's time for Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz Pfister, the REMAX professional who makes buying and selling easy. This is Springfield's only live call-in real estate show, answering your questions and educating you so you can make a better decision. Call 629-7970 with your questions. Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz Pfister from REMAX Professionals on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's news and talk. to Let's Talk Real Estate and the continuation of Let's Talk Real Estate and computers. Smart homes, actually. Yeah, smart homes. Smart homes. With and you're right. Your music is much more tame than ours. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a civilized individual, my friend. Oh, but we want to welcome you to Let's Talk Real Estate program number 1,441. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, July home sales briefly. And uh, our subdivision of the week in the second half hour of the program will be Pawnee. So if you know anybody down in Pawnee, might like to know what's going on in their market, have them tune in. And, of course, uh, we've got Brian here. Uh, the BLH Let's Talk Real Estate combo platter continues. And uh, following our weekly observations, we'll get right back to Brian and the smart homes. And we believe you can now call in at 217-629-7970. The phone worked once. It didn't work earlier in the program. I think we may have it fixed, hopefully. If I may please remind you, the opinions expressed on Let's Talk Real Estate are solely mine. They are not necessarily those of sponsors of REMAX Professionals of Springfield, REMAX International, or the Capital Area Realtors. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I don't own REMAX. I'm not an attorney at law, a tax expert, or a financial planner. The opinions expressed and the stories I share are those of real-life experiences right here in your very own real estate market, serving you as a full-time realtor since 1987. Good morning to my sister Mindy out in Cumberland, Maryland. Congratulations to my brother Chris for the surprise visit to my our baby sister. That was fun watching that video. Uh, my son Sam uh, and uh, Julia who are in town visiting from Nashville. Uh, my son Josh, his wife Ashley, and my grandkids Kenzie and Weston listening live in North Carolina on WMAY.com. Sponsors this half hour of the program are Mark's Fireplace and Lighting, the store that will brighten up your lifestyle. Writings Plumbing. When you have a plumbing problem, it's Writings to the rescue. Slab Jackers Construction. When your concrete has that sinking feeling, get all jacked up with Slab Jackers. I'm going to do my uh, weekly observations and then we'll get on with uh, Mr. Brian with BLH in studio. And I hope you had an opportunity to listen to the first uh, hour or the BLH hour. Uh, we found it rather fascinating. I did, uh, because I learned a whole lot of things, Brian, that I didn't know about. Uh, and, boy, God bless his heart. He, he, he's a walking technological encyclopedia, isn't he? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. Here's your weekly observations for August the 5th, 2023. And it's titled, Home Sales Down, Prices Up in July, the Rinse and Repeat Market. Here is the home sale report for Sangamon County comparing July 2023 with July 2022. Closed home sales, 209, down 21.4% from 266, the fewest for July since 2010. Pending sales, 227, down 13.4% from 262, the fewest since 2011. New listings, 249, down 12.9% from 286, the fewest on record. Median sale price, $184,000, up 6.1% from $173,450, the highest for any July. The economic dislocation created by the government's reaction to COVID continues to be felt across the economy, especially in real estate. It's not just a local phenomenon, however, it's national. The Federal Reserve reacted to blue states locking down their economies by lowering interest rates to record lows to prevent the nation from falling into recession and possibly depression. The plan worked, however is now having unintended consequences in real estate as homeowners who would like to sell are holding their homes off the market, keeping their refinanced 2% mortgage rates unwilling to trade them for a 7% rate and, oh, by the way, pay record high prices just to make a move of convenience. First-time home buyers and low-income buyers are getting crushed by the high rates and prices and the majority are being forced out of the market. Looking forward, the key will be demand for homes. Today, the focus has been on supply, which is running at persistently record low numbers. It is impossible to gauge the level of demand when the preceding five months in Sangamon County, the inventory of homes for sale has held between 10 to 15% of normal. I can say that another way. 85 to 90% down. How's that? That <laughs> sounds about right, Brian. Uh, at the end of July and beginning of August, there has been an uptick in the number of homes for sale with 173 active today. The 173 listed today ties the highest for the year dating back to January 4th. Perhaps this is the inventory build that I expected in the spring. And it could be beginning now. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. What factors will lead to a buildup in the number of homes for sale? Well, if people are selling and they have a 2 or 3% or lower mortgage, they're, they're likely uh, to have a job transfer, retired, leaving the state, or just simply leaving the state. People in these categories won't add to local demand if they're leaving the state. Conversely, people moving into the area will add to demand. The tepid 187,000 jobs added nationally in July contained 87,000 in the healthcare industry. That's good for our regional medical facilities, I'm hoping. The other gains that would affect demand locally were the 15,000 government jobs added nationally. How many of those were local is also unknown at this point. Medical and government make up half the workforce in Sangamon County. They, are, they were, always have been, a steady source of demand for housing. What about the other half of the workforce? Well, that consists primarily of small businesses, uh, but have they added to the demand? And I would say yes. 
when the governor locked down the economy and deemed which business was essential and which was non-essential, 35% of Illinois small businesses went out of business. I believe that that void has been largely filled, and that's where that demand comes from. That brings us back to asking how much demand remains for housing. It doesn't take much when the inventory is 10 to 15% of normal to give you the illusion demand is great. The decade's low numbers of homes being sold now belies that fact. Going forward, inflation resulting from gross government overspending and money printing will be reason the pace of home sales remains low or recovers to a more normal pace of sales. Gas prices are, uh, are once again rising with impact which will impact food prices. That's not a reason for the Fed to lower interest rates. Quite the contrary, it'll be a reason to continue to raise rates. Combine that with Fitch lowering America's credit rating, and all the pressure is to raise, not lower, interest rates. In my opinion, mortgage rates need to fall to at least 5%, but probably 4% before families holding 2% to 3% mortgages will make a move adding to both supply and demand. With the current irrational energy policies, the Fool's Aaron Green Energy New Deal mandating more electric usage while simultaneously killing affordable and reliable sources of electricity, the economic dislocation resulting from government mandates to go green could make the COVID lockdowns look like a walk in the park. In other words, until irrational economic and energy policy is replaced with rational policies that actually help people, things will not change for the housing market. Low inventory, high prices. Good for sellers, extremely challenging for buyers. As long as government is out to prove Einstein 100% correct, there is no relief on the horizon. The rinse and repeat market is here to stay for now. And that's this week's weekly observations. Thanks for waiting patiently. Bye there, Brian. I've always wondered how you're going to run your computers if we don't have any electricity in the grid. Well, it, it becomes difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be a challenge, I, you, uh, I bet. It, the battery only lasts so long. <laughs> I know. It's just uh, literally insane what has been proposed and what's being implemented. Did you uh, see the rules that came down a week ago Friday? Uh, from EPA, there there were numerous ones. They've come out with new regulations on hot water heaters, which the the uh, industry says will put tankless hot water heaters out of business. It's these have to go into effect by 2032, I believe. So quickly. <laughs> yes. You, yeah. They're, they're not going to be around a long time, I guess. If these rules hold, if we don't get some yeah. rational people in there to get some things. Reversed, hopefully. And the other, the one that bothers me is they're cutting HFCs by man, mandating HFCs be cut in all air conditioning units 40% by January 1st next uh, year. Yeah, that's going to be an issue, but. Yeah. And then they raise the CAFE standards on cars where the car industry has come out. That's 2032. The CAFE standards have to be met by 2032. The, the car industry has already come out and said it's an impossibility. To reach those CAFE standards, we will have to end manufacturing of combustion engines by that date if these rules stick. And the issue that we have with the power, the current power grid is if you replace all internal combustion engines with battery-powered cars, there's not enough electricity generated 
to charge them. And the bigger problem is the batteries that are in the cars cannot be recycled in the United States effectively. Uh, we actually are working with uh, recycling of cell phone and power tool uh, and computer batteries, the smaller ones, we're actually starting to develop that technology, begin the recyclability of that. But the car batteries, I imagine the issues that we talk about on our show with a cell phone and how difficult it is to get into it and replace oh, the yeah. battery, and yep. then things don't work with it, and we end up breaking something to get into it, and then if you don't do it just the right way, it, you know, has a thermal event and, you know, sparks go everywhere and it flames up on your desk. Unfortunately, a Tesla is exactly the same. They do not give a manual for how to take it apart. So Bob, with a crowbar, goes out (laughs) to extract the 2,000 pounds of battery out of the car. And boom. (laughs) And Bob... Well, I've noticed a few uh, shipping containers uh, loaded with brand new cars have gone up in smoke because... Unfortunately, it doesn't get limited to the container. It goes for the whole ship because it just keeps going. Going. (laughs) They're lithium batteries. And not to mention that everybody that's driving around their Fancy EV must be proud because all those rare earth minerals are being mined in Africa and what was the other country? Uh, China and Chile have. uh, uh, Yeah, and it's all slave labor, child slave labor that's doing the mining. uh, But the issue still becomes we're basically trading one renewable resource for or one fossil fuel of renewable resource, if you will, for another. Instead of mining coal and, and we're just mining lithium and cobalt and right. everything and, else. And, they, and they're uh, prohibiting it here in America. They're pro- and we have the resources here, not in quantities like they have elsewhere, right. but they still won't allow us to go for it. So the whole en- entire thing is totally irrational and and it just makes no sense and we're working on with uh different groups to rehome the recycling and the remanufacture because the batteries the nice thing about them if you grind them down and you don't destroy them you, you do it correctly and you grind them down all of the material in it can be reused to make a new battery is all it is is a chemical reaction, and it doesn't consume itself. So it, it is renewable, assuming we have a way to charge it. And But the issue we have right now is there's no way to do that here. So it has to go overseas, and the transport of batteries is dangerous because... Well, it's dangerous, and they're, and they're heavy. Well, yes. Uh, you know, so, yeah, that... There, uh, there's a lot of things that are working. So we're working with the battery industry to develop the technology to recycle it again here in Springfield. And that, and, and I hope that they develop methods to be able to uh, also recycle the giant uh, blades on the windmills, which they are nice now too. burying out in... And uh, the West somewhere, they've got a I'm giant sure. pit. And it's just... Probably next to where they put the nuclear fuel. Probably where they bear it, where, <laughs> where they're going to... Well, all these millions of solar panels oh, that, yeah. that last eight to ten years, they're non-recyclable. They're full of 192 different fatal toxins. They're getting buried as well. And wherever they're getting buried, I don't want to own a house near there because of the groundwater. The solar panels actually are recyclable. Some are. The issue you run into is they are the new cathode ray tube TV in my industry of recycling. (laughs) And we don't... And 
as an industry that looks at the issues that have gone around the mountains of leaded glass that have built up and how do you deal with all of this stuff and we've had to do manufacturer responsibility and it costs 20 bucks to get rid of a TV and you know all of the things that have right. had to done as a reaction to the wow nobody really thought that problem through in the 50s, 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 80s, when they were dealing with it. We're doing it again. We have a technology that is inexpensive to put out, and it is expensive to get rid of, and we did not put any type of setup in place for, why don't we charge extra when we put it in, and it goes into a fund that the recyclers can use to recycle the materials and exactly. cover the cost because the homeowner is going to end up having to do this. Well, the homeowner's already doing it, all the homeowners because they're inexpensive to install now because <laughs> of rebates. Of, because of tax subsidies, yeah. period. It is a non-viable market-based quantity. It, 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 it wouldn't survive without the government yeah. subsidies. Uh, that's how Eli Musk got his start. They were giving all these big subsidies to him to develop the EV, and there you go. He made him a billionaire. <laughs> I'm wondering what they're thinking about. But I really appreciate uh, you coming on today, Brian. We're, we're, we're going to get to the smart home. We just had to talk about some dumb things first, I guess. Well, and really, the the battery comes into talking about the smart home. It and, does. And in the real estate industry as a whole with so, uh, solar. Is it a good buy to put solar on your home? Yeah, some uh, people just think they're flat out ugly. So they, if you can put them uh, in an area of your yard. Oh, yeah, where they're like almost structure, yes. if you will. Do you put them on your home? When do you put them on your home? And when do you take them off when you have to have a new roof? So you don't want to, I, if you're going to need a new roof in the next five years, I really wouldn't recommend putting solar I on your home. I don't think that'd be a real, real smart move. Well, I'm going to uh, jump off here just for a second. Uh, oh, you know, I shared with you folks last week, we had that new price on West Isles. Well, it sold. And I told you about the Sherwood house. It was coming to the market under 170 and it was a bidding war and it sold. Uh, but coming this week, I have one that's coming close into town, just a Ditch on it's 4.9 acres, almost five acres, 2,900 square foot home on a uh, crawl space with a four car detached garage. And uh, in the Chatham School District, it will be uh, $475,000. So there, you've been warned. And that was brought to you by our friends at Writings Plumbing and Writings to the Rescue. You may not be able to recycle your solar panel, but Writings can fix your plumbing. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, you just call John Writings, 544-6890. Wonderful people. And speaking of wonderful homes, 2022 Foxhaven has a new price, $650,000. 2,900 square foot ranch on a full walkout basement with an additional 1,800 square feet finished overlooking a pond, Chatham School District. And that was brought to you by our friends at Slab Jackers Construction, 787 Eight two five two. See how quick I took care of that real estate oh, business. Yeah, I, and Slabjackers has helped me out before with uh, some issues in my driveway. They uh, they were great. 
They I, just helped me with that house we sold th- on uh, Suncast up in Sherman. This is how uh, small businesses work together, though, as we all work together. I heard you say Mark's Fireplaces and Lighting. Oh, yeah. yeah they have awesome grills there. I actually got my uh, Napoleon Grill from them, and I cook on that thing all the time. I cook on my green egg all the time. That's the difference between us. You're a gas guy. I'm a charcoal guy. Well, and, and I don't do I, – I have it tied into the house for the, uh, the gas. See, I'd use the Napoleon to sear my steaks. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh sear them good. How they have oh, that sear, they yeah, have that sear thing awesome. on the side of it. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Oh. <laughs> I, I've been cooking a ton out there. I cook well, we don't want to make make you <laughs> all hungry and run hungry. away from our programming and be going out to get something to eat. But uh, we're going to be taking a break here for the news at the bottom of the hour. And when we return, uh, we will be continuing. I'll do a brief market update uh, uh, and then an interest rate report. <laughs> Unfortunately, you want to listen to this. Uh, and our subdivision of the week, we're going to go out to Pawnee, and we're also going to continue a very interesting conversation with Brian Dickerson with BLH Computers and talking about smart homes and smart electricity and smart energy and smart... Smart... Back to Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz Fister from REMAX Professionals on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back to Let's Talk Real Estate and the BLH show. Uh, extended to our version today of the program, Brian in studio with BLH and Fritz Fister with Remax Professionals hosting Let's Talk Real Estate program number 1,441. I want to say thank you to our sponsors to this half-hour program, Hail Your Storage and Moving, Springfield's oldest and best allied van lines agent, Moving the Things You Love. Bacon, termite, and pest control. They don't bug you, just the critters in your home. And Williams Roofing and Construction, the company with your roofing solution since 1985. They've even got, they got me beat by two years, Brian. Look at that. They've been around a while. A little bit. I'm telling you. And here's the thing. Mention you heard about Williams Roofing and Construction Company on Let's Talk Real Estate and receive a $250 discount from your bid. Just thought I'd mention that. I'm going to briefly do a market update. Brought to you by Bacon Termite and Pest Control. Highly recommend getting a termite inspection, even if your lender doesn't require it. You call Bacon Termite and Pest Control, 544-7566. They'll do a good, thorough inspection for you and yours. Well, once again, closed sales in July were down 21.4%. Uh, from last year. The pendings were down 13.4%. The new listings were down 12.9%, but the prices were at 184000 up 6.1%, which is a new record high for July. Uh, we have added some uh, listings, uh, quite a few. There was 21 new listings yesterday, just on Friday. So people are starting to Uh, bring their homes to the market, which is a good thing to see. There were 90 new listings last week, and 21 turned turned to status to active. That's a total of 111, and we haven't seen that number in a long time, and we're glad to see it. 72 sold and closed. Of course, that includes the end-of-month closings uh, from July, and there were 69 that went under contract. We still have not hit 100 pending sales uh, yet in the year 2023, and uh, we typically average 
six to eight during the spring summer market. It's six to eight weeks where we do over a, an excess of a hundred pending sales. So we're still reaching for that. Uh, so far, uh, year to date through the end of business yesterday, 1,952 closed sales in the MLS. That's down 467 home sales from last year. And 1,377 closed in Sangamon County. That's down 325 home sales uh, for the year. Uh, there's only 372 uh, home listings reported currently under contract by member brokers of the, uh, as they report to the MLS. 248 of those are in Sangamon County, and that's down 23.6% from last year on this date. So it's the... Uh, Rinse and repeat market, as I stated in my weekly observations, it just the story's the same week after week. Uh, if you if you continue to keep doing the same thing over and over again, don't expect a different result. I'm just saying that. Okay, and that's your uh, market update. Uh, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home, call Fritz at, on the Fister Success Team at 652 Sold. And my wife, Christy, and I and Amy Mason, members of the Fister Success Team, would be happy to serve your family. I'm going to briefly go to the uh, interest rate update brought to you by our friends at Hillier Storage and Moving. You give my friend Tom Swift a call at 217-525-8550. Family-owned business since 1906 right here in Springfield. Just an incredible uh, family-owned business. They do the job right. They've moved the Fister family our last three times. And if you're moving, I highly recommend you call Tom Swift at Hillier Storage and Moving, 525-8550, and you will be as pleased as we were. Okay, let me find my little interest rate sheet here. Oh, boy, I didn't even want to do this to you folks, but I'm going to do it anyway. Your 15-year uh, is now 7%. The 30-year is 6.95%. What do you think about that, Brian? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that doesn't spell real good results. No, it, 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 no, no, that's not a, a harbinger of good things to come. That, Six, yeah. that shouldn't be inverted like that. No, no. Uh, the uh, FHA is 6.49%. If I was a first-time home buyer uh, and I had the income to uh, go out and buy a home, I would be jumping all over that 6.49%. Um, my first home was 14.75. Yours was probably a lot less. Yeah, mine was less, but it was, it actually was more than it was now. Uh, we moved into uh, our first house in 1999. Okay. So uh, You're I think probably we, around we paid about 8-ish. Eight 8-ish, eight, yeah, yeah, between 8 and 9%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I'm one of those... Under three percent right now. <laughs> yeah, and you're not you're not <laughs> going not anywhere. I know that. Anywhere. Yeah, you, you you see why this finger is so crooked and bent and broken is because when interest rates fell below seven percent for the first time in my career, uh, I called everybody that I sold a house to and I said, "You got to refinance now." They just fell below seven percent. Yeah. And now they look at seven percent as if it's high. Uh, the VA is at six point eight seven five percent. So. Interest rates are going up, and they're going to, I think, with the Fitch downgrade of our uh, credit rating, that's not a good harbinger either. Uh, too much spending and too much debt. And the bad thing about the interest rates going up is if you have a $300,000 house and you want to get 
a little bit more, your interest rate kills the value for you to be able to move up without changing your oh, monthly payment oh, by so much. Oh, you silly man. That's in a normal market. <laughs> this is an abnormal oh, yeah. market where we have... 10 to 15% normal inventory. So you're still getting over that 300 right now, but it's not going to last forever. No. I've shared with you folks year after year. This is my 28th year hosting Let's Talk Real Estate. I think you're what? You're 15, 16? 18. 18. Holy cow. So, you know, I keep telling people, you know, back in 2021, when it was 2 and 3% interest, I said, go now. Because this oh, yeah. won't last forever, and neither will these rates. Because uh, I hope they don't last forever. I hope they go back down. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen soon, though. They're going to have to go up before they go down is yeah. the problem. That's why I had a friend the other day. He said, uh, boy, I'm, I'm missing $2 a gallon for gas. And I said, so am I. I said, but you're going to see five before you see two again. Yeah. And that's just how it I works. I don't think we're going to see two again. I, I think we, we can if people get fed up enough and, and do a switch. and Yeah. We can hope. Oh, we can always hope for that. But that's your interest rate report brought to you by Hillier Storage and Moving. I'll go ahead and save the... Uh, or do you want me to go ahead and get the uh, subdivision of the week out of the go way? Go ahead and get the subdivision. I want to hear about Pawnee. Well, it's my good friend, the American Dream, Alan Clark, retired realtor. <laughs> he used to say he's from Pawnee. He goes, left knee, right knee, Pawnee. <laughs> He's a great I, guy. I, I like the town of Pawnee. Uh, I love it too. I, well, number one is I love to fish. <laughs> you got Lake Sankers, right? Yeah, right there. Right there. We used to go down by the power plant there. Mm -hmm. in that little. Yep. Sure do. With the warm water. And okay. Now that I have somebody live in studio, everybody in Pawnee, get ready. Oh, I, I've got to uh, mention first that subdivision of the week which happens to be Pawnee, is brought to you by Williams Roofing and Construction Company. You call Ryan or Ted, 636-8071. They are the exclusive dealers of RoofMax. RoofMax is a soy compound that was invented by my old Buckeye buddy farmers in the Ohio State University. And you, they spray on that application, you might have brittle shingles, and they may be 20, 21 years old. It revitalizes them. It makes them flexible. Again, they reseat to the roof, and it prevents the uh, rapid loss of the asphalt off the shingle at that stage. And it comes with a five-year warranty, and it costs 20 to 25% of what a roof replacement is. And if you're hurting for money because of this crazy inflation and rising gas prices, food prices, and everything, and you need uh, a reprieve, Rough Max is the way to go on your roof. Give uh, Reiner Ted a call. Williams Roofing and Construction Company, 636-8071. Now we're going to go out to Pawnee and take care of our friends at Williams. All right. Now that I have a live person in the studio, how many homes are on the market in Pawnee? All right, Brian. I'm going to go with 20. One. Wow. One. 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 One home for sale in Pawnee. It's 91.5, listed for 91.5, and it's been on the market for 11 days. That's quite wow. good. Yeah. Well, if you want to move to Pawnee, that there. There you go. Seller's market there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, that's the way I, I can go back. Last week uh, in Riverton, there were five. Well, and Pawnee's bigger in Riverton. Yep. 
And the week before, we had Rochester, and there was two. Only two in Rochester? Yes. Wow. Sherman, there was only four when I did it. Williamsville, there was only two. Athens, three. Well, Petersburg, really, four. Have, have any of the, That's why I've been saying it's a seller's market. It's great for sellers. Has, has the, the two in Rochester sold? Oh, I, I haven't followed up they on don't it. don't follow up on that. I, two? That's just crazy. Two. And, yeah. Unos dos. Okay. How many are sold pending? Two. There's one for sale. Two under contract. One was three hundred and forty-nine thousand nine hundred. One was ninety-four-five. So tell me about this ninety-thousand-dollar house. Uh, I didn't bring the whole listing sheet there, oh, Mr. God. Brian. <laughs> you got a heckler from the peanut gallery I do, here. I do. I'd be happy to research that for you after the program. Uh, but the uh, uh, the two houses that are currently under contract. How many days on the market were they listed until they got a contract? I'm going with under fifteen. Two. Two days. Two days. Two days. And that which is is better than July. I didn't mention in July the median days on the market for a listing, although it was a near record low number sold. Three. So, uh, I, I drive back and forth on I-55 and they have a uh, realtor who plays with their name. Yeah. Uh, the real estate agency is uh, called Dusk. And the realtor is named Dawn. So their slogan is, if you list it at dusk, it'll be sold by, by Dawn. Dawn. That's like how that is in Pawnee, though. Oh, They're on I, and off. I'm telling you, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I, and I, I, say, I say there's hundreds of realtors, but there's only one Fritz. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many have sold and closed in Pawnee in the last six months? So that's from... I'm going with 20. February the 5th to... August. I'm going 20. 21. Look at that. <laughs> hey, you're the man. 21. The high sale price was 278,000. The low was 40,000. The median sale price, half of those 21, uh, sold for 157,000 or more and half below. Uh, how many days on the market, Mr. Wise Guy? I'm going to go with five. 19. 19. 19. Gotcha. I knew I'd get you on that one. Uh, we go back a year to the same six six month time frame, so I, all the numbers are doubled. I bet February fifth to August fifth of twenty twenty two. I bet you doubled everything. It was not quite doubled. Thirty two versus twenty one, so a right. third more. And the high sale price though was three hundred and eighty five thousand. Uh, this year, the high sale price was two seventy eight. Uh, the median sale price was one seventeen four fifty, and this year it's one fifty seven. That's an increase of twenty two percent, or thirty nine thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. So the pressure. If you ever wanted an example of supply and demand, how it impacts prices, this is it. When you, the fewer, I shared it for 28 years on this program, the fewer the items that are available, the higher they're going to sell for. Now, the more that's available, the less. And one of the things that we were talking about off air, 
uh, so I can get my shameless plug in here for BLH computer stuff. <laughs> it's not shameless. It's uh, a joint program. Uh, we have not raised our prices on anything for over 15 years. The labor price has always been $100 to have your computer fixed. We've always had a $200 computer. Now, the specs on that computer have changed greatly over oh, the my. years. But we have not raised our prices on anything in that amount of time. It's always been $20 to recycle a TV. It's always been these things. We we have really held held our stance no matter it's what so affordable. the economy's been doing. It took me years uh, to talk to my wife, who's much smarter than I am. We talked about said, that on the other show. Yes, we did. <laughs> I, I said, honey, I said, they're having, BLH is having their Black Friday sale, and it's 50% yeah. off. We bought four, four, com- yeah, you have four. Four, four computers for, what was it, $200? Yeah, a piece. You, you got a $400 computer for $200. Yeah, exactly. Four of them. Yeah. So... Uh, and it's amazing, and it, it, it's changed my life. I'm not technologically savvy, but I know the difference between slow and fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, because all of ours come with solid-state hard drives and the right amount of RAM. And you've gotten a, an issue with it. You had a virus one time. You had a printer issue. You can bring anything in. We take care of it. It's all covered. Yep. And uh, I pick up the phone. How many times have I called you? I say, I got a problem. And you say, oh, I got to get, get you. Let me get Miguel. To, yeah, let me get Miguel or let me get so-and-so. And I say, Okay. <laughs> but but uh, great service. Now, we were talking about s- smart homes. It's coming to a point where uh, I think uh, you're correct. There are a few things with smart homes that, that are coming down the pike. Number one is, is uh, I, as a listing agent, need to be uh, more cognizant of the fact of smart homes and how they operate. Uh, so that we can list that information on exactly. the listing uh, for a disclosure purposes to the right. to the prospective buyer. Um, and you mentioned something which I thought was really smart. Sooner or later, it's going to be part of the home inspector. Yeah, of the home inspector is going to have to go. This is the technology that's in the home. You need to have a checklist of have they signed out of the accounts. It's going to need to be part of the contract because, again, once I move, it's it's, it's use, gone. It's useless to you exactly. if they don't check out if of the account. Don't, if they don't close it out. And you also have run the risk of them having the ability to open things like your garage door from their phone. Oh, and front door and everything and, else. Or watch your cameras and, yeah. Exactly. See into your home. There's privacy issues. There's security issues. It's going to be something that needs to be checked out and signed off on by people who know what they're doing. Just like when you would have somebody come in and check the roof because Fritz, how's the roof on that house in Pawnee? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's why we bring in a home inspector to check that out. They're going to have to start checking out on these. And we've also talked about how if, if I were to have you sell my house... I'm either going to need you to provide need to undo it all or provide some instruction because when somebody comes in to show it, they're not going to know that you have to ask the lights to turn on. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they're, they're 
going to go, what? what's going on? Well, this here? place is a piece of junk. Lights won't even Lights come don't on. don't work. You didn't ask nicely. <laughs> and then the house says, I don't recognize your voice like it does to Heather every now and then. I, don't, I do not <laughs> recognize your the authority voice. to do that. Yeah. So, no, it's something that you need to turn off and remove, if you, especially if you're not going to, uh, to leave it. Well, here's how home inspections work right now. Home inspectors are generalists. They are taught how to inspect all the components of the home. They're not expected to be experts of the components themselves. And so, for example, uh, HVACC, a furnace isn't firing correctly, uh, it's misfiring or something, then the home inspector is going to flag it and say, recommend review and repair if necessary by a licensed HVAC contractor because he's the specialist. So what we would do, uh, a home inspector would probably do on a smart home, I would imagine, is... The, call they, BLH yeah. so you can call Dave. Exactly. Well, it, uh, call somebody who will either A, verify that it's done, or this home inspector can always go in and you know verify that the username and password has already been removed from it. Because, again, if you're selling your home, you should probably get it ready to go before you, you put it on the market. And those would be things that you would need to do. Lights still work. You just you have to use this switch. I mean, it's a manual switch, and I, I don't like to use uh, the manual switch I, anymore. I just Brett's. don't know how you're going to put up with that. But having to flip a switch. I know. It, it's just terrible. Well, but I, I, I can see that happening. And then uh, if we had any home inspectors listening, I, I don't know that the phones are, are working again because it, <laughs> there hadn't been a light up. Yeah. But 217 970. We've had phone pro- problems today. And the phone number for a question for BLH? Oh, now they'll actually answer the phone at the store. Right. It's 585-1580. We were using it as a backup right. because the, we were not open. We are now open at BLH Computers. Yep. That's why so Bull isn't here. Bull is, Bull is there, and he can answer your questions. So, and, of course, 652 sold anytime during the week. Uh I'm always happy to answer your questions. If you're thinking about buying or selling or you just have questions, uh, I'm happy to answer. But I'm, I'm thinking about these home inspectors, and uh, I don't know that they have the ability to go in and check that password. I, stuff, I don't Make know sure it's set up. I, it would take an I IT tech of yeah. some sort. So it, I know how, but maybe they're going to have to say the home contains smart devices and we recommend you to contact this person to... Exactly. That's, uh, that's the way it should be done uh, by the home inspector. Yeah, recommend and review by an IT specialist to, to ensure that it's usable. Yeah. And and again, if you're selling your home, Fritz and I have discussed it at length. It's probably best to just turn it all off. Get it out. Because it's most of it's portable. Uh, If it's not, you need to make sure that you disclose any service contracts that are going to be required to have it. Uh, You need to make sure that you have everything. And some of it is going to have to require you to physically remove the door camera. If you've hardwired it in place of the, the doorbell, you're, you're going to have to undo that. But you're not going to leave the, the Nest camera or the Ring camera. You're going to take it with you. Right. Uh, because it's already tied into your home network already. So you're going to do that. So just put the regular doorbell back on and call it a day. Uh, well, you can do that before the move. Uh, not necessarily... 
like, you don't I, rec do I recommend you paint the, the bedroom. It's not like yeah. that. It's not like you need to remove that nest right now no, because no. they want to use it right. while they're still living there and the home's being shown. And besides, they, they should, like the cameras. But they definitely need to put in play uh, on the notes of everything of we're not leaving, leaving the technology. Exactly. The ring doorbell does not stay. The nest does not stay. Mm -hmm. Um the, it, it will be replaced with a non-smart non alternative, making it usable. There you go. And probably be a wise idea for buyer agents to put something on the contract if that, they, yeah. that says seller will. Yeah. Uh, you know. So that everybody has a clear understanding because, like the example we used was the cable company. Yeah. If the seller left town and he forgot to call the cable company, you're not getting your new service. Nope. Not uh, until they turn theirs off. Until they turn theirs off. And the same is true with the smartphones. Well, we've run out of time, Mr. Brian. That was a quick two hours. I'm oh, it was. You. That was the fastest two hours, I think. <laughs> I really appreciate the opportunity and the honor to be on the program with you this morning and, and in, during my program. And uh, anybody that wants to get a hold of Brian, uh, the phone number is 5851580. Yeah, very good. I think. Yeah. And it's 528 sold, right? 652. Six. Man. Go, go. Six five, Six, five, two, two sold. sold. I've only had it since 1988. Come on, man. Uh, we I, I push a button. I have your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. I, I don't remember numbers like I used to. But I really appreciate everybody tuning in. God bless you all. Make it a great week. God bless our first responders. God bless our police officers. God bless our troops serving around the world. And God bless America, the greatest nation 